Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community where we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, as of this podcast, we're knee-deep in the middle of previews for Corset 2021, even though I could have sworn I just started to play with Ikoria cards. But anyway, let's talk about some Corset 2021 cards with my returning guest, Dev Doodle. Hello, how are you? I am pretty good. I could use a little nap, but I think I'll be okay. Same. I feel that. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to promote? Any social media and the like? Oh, yes, of course. You can find me and follow me at twitch.tv slash devdoodle or on Twitter at doodlesdevs. I'm there for all of your silliness, of course. Excellent. And um, one of the last time I visited your streams, we were all playing like some party games together or something. I probably wasn't sober. Um, I think we probably were playing uh, Monster Party from oh, yes. Jackbox or yes, something. exactly, yeah. Um, so I always do like a uh, birthday stream for the people who are in my community a lot. And we've had quite a few birthdays recently. It's like everybody has their birthday in the summer. So mm. I'm sure we're doing a birthday event. Oh, very cool. Well, thanks for being on the show, and uh, we're kind of in extraordinary times at the moment. Many parts of the country are going through the stay-at-home, and the whole COVID-19 is going on. But would you like to share any self-care tips, any positive thoughts and such? Positive thoughts. Um, <laughs> my most positive thought right now is that Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. um, my second most positive thought is that I'm pretty sure that my crappy little garden in my backyard is the only thing getting me through. <laughs> um, I work out there for a, about an hour or two every day, um, and I'm growing corns and beans and squash <laughs> and tomatoes and eggplant and chard and so <laughs> many delicious good vegetables. If it isn't Swiss chard, I don't think I'm interested. Yeah, it is Swiss. It's okay. officially Swiss chard. Um, you know how how they are. <laughs> it's something else if you don't get it from the Swiss, I guess. Um, but that has been a huge lift for me. It gets me outside. I don't have to interact with people. Also, I'm growing healthy food for myself and my family. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's my, uh, my self-care regimen right now is... Try to try to find a, a nice way to be outside for a little bit. I think that that's good. Very cool. Thanks for that. Definitely. If people, there's many ways for people to be part of the movement that's going on. So Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter is very important uh, topic to keep on the headlines. You know, change doesn't happen easily or quickly and whatever way you're able to contribute whether you're out there protesting on the front lines or maybe donating your time or money in other ways uh, or just being you know cognizant of your own biases and such mm -hmm. i believe in a progressive society and i think we'll get there we have to hope someday yeah i do i've always had it in my mind and i'm sure i'll butcher the quote but dr king said the mar the moral arc of the universe is long but bends towards justice so sometimes when things feel slow and a slog and things are not changing i think i'm positive enough that we will get there yeah i i like that yes mm -hmm. 
and then you're gardening. That's pretty cool too. I don't have any uh, any space where I live to really garden stuff, but I've got a cool little planter full of succulents. And uh, there you go. That's, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a lot of inside plants as well. I'm one of these horrible plant people, but it, it just I don't know. It brings me. It sparks joy yeah. for me to water my little succulents inside, and you know, go out and pick tomatoes. I should have kept the little the little labels of what they were because I don't know what they mm -hmm. are, but they look so cool. And uh, I wish I could like know what their names were, but I like I like how they look at least. Send me pictures. I'll tell you what they are. <laughs> oh, cool! You're a uh, botana botanicalist. Well, sure, sure. I I have so many of the the different kinds. I can at least figure out what what most of the normal ones are. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Thanks on that. So obviously you're offering that we've got to do a podcast called Succulent Talk with Dev and VUC. <laughs> yeah, the secret is water them, but not too much, but all the time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, now that sounds tell. complicated, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, the true nature of the podcast is that we talk about magic and we're right in the middle of so many spoilers, so many That's reveals, true. so many new things. And on the one hand, it's really cool to see new magic cards. But on the other hand, you know, I've just caught up with the other 700 cards. So now there's like, you know, 500 more to, to, to learn about. So yes, I have sort of mentally partitioned Ikoria off into this world of like, maybe someday I'll know what all these cards do. I don't know what all of them do yet. I don't feel like I'm ready for M21 to be here, but we're here and yeah. that's fine. That's fine, I guess, definitely. I guess it's fine. It's, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna catch up eventually. Let's do a let's do a, a super fast recap of things in terms of the last time you were here. You were the very first guest of 2020, and oh, what a different time it was! But we it were really talking. Was. We were about we were talking and speculating again about this brand new set coming out called Theros Beyond Death. Mm -hmm. And then so now that's already out, and we've also got Ikoria. So just before we talk about 2021, any general thoughts about anything at all about Ikoria or Theros Beyond Death? Oh God! Um, so many, so many thoughts. Uh, oh, what do I really want to say right now? I really want to say that all of the all of the mutate is really fun, and I really like it. And that I think mm -hmm. is like the biggest thing to happen to playing Magic right now. Mm -hmm. um, is is that mechanic? Um, I also I, I I really like the companion mechanic i know yeah. people are kind of like wishy-washy on it i think it's kind of neat um yeah. it's sort of a different game though mm. in my opinion it's almost as different as fomander is to actual commander and mm. i don't know it, it it is a little bit sort of wonky sometimes for me like i don't think that i could play like confidently most companion games in paper mm. the way that i would i would feel confident playing pretty much anything else what would you say about people kind of are saying that people are opining that it really feels we've moved into a brand new like digital version of magic in terms of with so many counters to keep track of in Ikoria with commander uh, with uh, companions in the command zone with escape stuff in Theros. Yes. There's like so much stuff that now it just takes it, it arena takes care of it for you. Right. And and I I agree. Um, I, I'm really glad that I don't have to count out the 5 million Ozolith counters and things like that. Like, I am so thankful that like, there are, this, there are programs that do that for me. Yeah. Like it's, 
It is great. It is the equivalent of doing math with a calculator. It's yeah. wonderful. Thank you for having programs that do basic arithmetic and read for me. That's wonderful. Mm. Um, but it, it does feel like it is a sort of different bird, you know? Like, mm -hmm. if, if you're playing with your friends, you probably have a Sharpie, but you probably don't have 900 plus one plus one counters. So we're sort of entering into this zone of like, well, you, you always need to have sort of spare cards to draw on with you. And mm. that reminds me of like the good old days. So I'm, I'm very nostalgic for this time of not really knowing what you're going to need to bring with you. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like the unknown. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to be able to safely play with people in real life again. It's been a little while and... Uh, there's a lot of new cards to, to play in real life. I, I've played, I like companions as well, and I've played a few decks. I've played just like kind of a fun green-white Kahira deck. And so that fun. was all full of cats and, you know, combat tricks and such. And that one's pretty fun. And recently, if I'm trying to climb the ladder, I've done pretty well with the mono-white Luris deck. Um, nice. I also play a lot of Loras, but I don't play Mono Way. I, I run him in an Orzhov deck, mm -hmm. and I have him in a like a black and red and everything, but mostly black and red deck. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. I like him. I think I got the idea for that one, or mostly the deck list over from uh, the ladies at Good Luck High Five. Shout out to them. They they them. Uh, they put out their standard. Uh, you know, they put out decks that are cool and standard and such, not, you know, from the whole spectrum of what's out there. And this one appealed to me because I thought it was interesting. It had like a cat, you know, foe-mander companion. And um, I was giving it a try and, and I like it. It's It was kind of complex in the beginning. I lost a few games, but then once I realized how well it works, it, it works pretty fun. Although I don't like now that they changed the, co the companion rule that you've got to pay three just to have the companion. Then you can play the companion. I was just used to playing yeah. it right on curve turn three or whatever. But uh, I'm getting used to it. I think I, I think the new rules is okay. You know, it's fine. Like we're all just sort of like grumpy about it because we were given dessert first. You know? <laughs> yeah. But but that's okay. Yeah, I think we'll get used to it. I think if it was like this all along, it would be no problem. But uh, I right. definitely understand yeah. why they needed to change it for some of the more problematic commanders. Whoops. Okay. Are we are we okay here? Yeah. Just you know, just swallowed some water. That's that's what happened. Oh, okay. It's just coughing words, no big deal. So I thought I thought you were just you know spitting up your water about Loras. No, just spitting up my water about Luca. Uh, <laughs> hasn't been banned yet, so we're fine, right? Right, right. Yeah, you never have to play him ever mm -hmm. if you don't play Magic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you do you kind of know a little bit about the story behind that Planeswalker? No, I know nothing about him. If you know things, please tell me. You ready from, for some spoiler alerts? Yes. So basically, short answer, the short answer, then I'll tell you the detail. Luca is a bad guy. Okay. He starts off as sort of like a good guy, as a tragic good guy, and he becomes a tragic bad guy. 
Wow. So, okay. So if you look through the various cards and such, what's going on is that he is a, you know, he's part of the military of uh, Dranith, I believe. And in Dranith, they hate the, the monsters and... Uh, they're trying to defend themselves against the monsters, but then there's bonders who kind of have a strong communion with the monsters. And whoa, Luca has uh, latent bonding abilities, so he's ostracized because, hey, get out of here. Uh, we don't like people that bond with the monsters, so they exile him. And uh, Vivian, he runs into Vivian, and so they're like, they become friends because they both like you know creatures and, and nature and such. But then um, Luca tries to kind of convince General Kudrow, his boss, like, hey, uh, actually, we can control the monsters to be weapons. And then Vivian's like, hey, that's not why I like uh, creatures, not to make them as weapons. They're our friends. And then yeah. Luca basically starts to use the monsters like that card, weaponize the monsters. He tries to take over Dranith and he tries to, you know, kill uh Kudrow, and he tries to take over it all, and then there's a big old battle, and Vivian goes against him, even though they were friends, and then his spark ignites, and the Ozolith blows up or something, and then his spark ignites. So basically, yeah. he was starting to kind of be villainous, as in using the, the monsters instead of communing with them, like Vivian, you know, her point Interesting. of view. Interesting. That's all, like, very, very... Um... I was going to say, like, it's, it seems very, like, heavily influenced by a lot of, like, the media tropes that we've seen recently, like, with The Witcher, like, mm, yeah. uh, like sort of building from this sort of tragic hero. Interesting. That's cute. Well, I'm going to read a little bit more about him because that sounds fun. And I like his cat. Yeah, exactly. Um, his Planeswalker card's pretty cool, but it can get a little out of hand, especially if you, you know, minus three into, oops, Ulamog. Yes. But that was like the set that is like so passe now. We've got Corsa 2021 to talk about. So ready to segue into some newer, uh, newer, stronger, better cards? Let's do it. All right. What's your first card that you're liking so far in the newly revealed Corsa 2021? All right. So here's a here's a quiz. What color do you think it is? I'm going to go with Red. No, it's black. Oh, okay. His name is his name is Vito. Oh, okay. He's he's my new boyfriend. He's a thorn <laughs> in my ass. He's a thorn of the dusk rose. He's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love this card. Whenever I was scrolling through like looking for like, oh, this is going to be the thing that I'm playing. <laughs> Vito's going to be my man. <laughs> he combos with Merchant and Taza. So, okay. Let's talk about this boy. He's a three cost, one black, two colorless, or whatever you want. <laughs> Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. <laughs> okay. So, so far, this is the cheapest, best card we've ever seen ever, in my opinion. <laughs> and then, on top of that, he has something else. That's right, everybody. More words on the card. <laughs> For three mana, plus two black, creatures you control gain lifelink until the end of the turn. Mm -hmm. Now, that might not be that important, but that's kind of a nice late game play if you need it. So I'm totally okay with that. But in combination with something like Heliod's Intervention, you can do <laughs> damage and gain life and a lethal swing on like turn three or four mm -hmm. like this is getting gross 
So I'm going to be playing a lot of Vito. He's my first card. That's that's my man's. When I was browsing through cards to pick as well, my eye also paused on Vito. He's uh, his art is really cool. He's got like uh, some cool black robes and like bloody hands and like exalting to the sky and the the black roses back there. So I kind of like like the flavor of it too that it's continuing the Ixalan concepts mm-hmm. with you know Elenda the Dusk Rose. Yep. Um, and and all of that. So I like how they're bringing that back. When I when I got back into Magic in 2017, we had the set that was just out was Hour of Devastation. And so the first set mm-hmm. that came out new when I was back into Magic was Ixalan, Ixalan Block. So I've got a soft spot for Ixalan. And I, I do too, but it's because the art is just so beautiful, and I love dinosaurs. Yeah, those colorful dinosaurs, those feathery dinosaurs. I loved all of that. Yes, I did too. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about him. I I think he's gonna be great in pretty much every black white life gain deck. If you're playing him in historic with every <laughs> like Heliod and Daxos and everybody else, if you're using somebody like uh, Soul Warden, like mm-hmm. this is gonna be an absolutely outrageous card. Um, I'm I'm very excited about him. Soul Warden plus uh, Fountain. What was that one fountain that gave you life every single upkeep? Uh, I, I Is it upkeep or at the beginning of your turn? The Fountain of Renewal? Fountain of Renewal. Whenever about? it happened, yeah, that's the one. It was just an artifact that gave you life every single turn, and then later you crack it for a card, I think. So yeah, I some so, automatic yeah. automatic life gain and vetoes there helping you out. Yeah. Um, that's, it's just gross, like, especially with Merchant... Heliod's on Erinchen. Like, he's going to be nasty. There are so many ways that you can cheaply gain life that he's going to turn those into ways that you can cheaply do damage. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I have a mono black deck that I, a mono black devotion deck that I like to play on the ladder here and there. And sometimes it works really well and sometimes it gets outclassed. But I think it would be really fun here as well because, again, get that Grey Merchant out just at the right time. And not only do you do damage with all of those pips, but then Vito almost even doubles it. Uh, so that's definitely a game ender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, he's just going to be great. I, I think that. I don't really know why he costs three. I feel like he should cost more, but uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm uh, I'm happy that he only costs three. Don't let anyone hear me say that, but it is kind of like, oh, okay. There are so many ways to gain life right now. It seems like too easy. It seems we're sort of in an overpowered aspect of things. I was speaking with another guest about, you know, the pendulum swing of power levels of magic. It seems that we're in the power level of it, and the pendulum has swung towards power for a little while now when we had it less powered back in Ixalan, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, let's see how much more further the pendulum swings before we dial it back a little. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in dialing it back too much right yeah. now from this set i think seems really fun yeah. there's a, some reprints and things like that i did see that people are upset that they're not getting their wild cards um yeah. back from those but you know that uh is a thing and if you're yeah. new to magic now's a good time to start because you're gonna get good cards <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I think uh, they after corsets came back in 2019, corset 2019, they really wanted to make these sets as like intro products for new players. And with so hey, many people yeah. playing arena, then it's like, yeah, we'll come back. Here's some cool cards at all levels, beginning, intermediate, advanced, valuable cards, playable cards for all mm -hmm. levels. And it's kind of touching on a lot of um, the players who are sort of lost throughout the year. Like you start playing Magic and then you stop for whatever reason and then you go for a few months without playing and all of a sudden, you know, your online collection just sucks and you can't play anything <laughs> that's meta anymore. Mm -hmm. You've been there. We've all been there. We've all taken some time off. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But for the people who are newer and are coming back after, you know, maybe a short hiatus, this is such a good way for them to build back their collection i'm mm -hmm. hard it's hard to be sad about it whenever it's clearly doing so much more good for new players whenever <laughs> there are players like me who have a bajillion wild cards <laughs> and yeah. all of the cards that i could possibly want like it's hard to remember the little guy but we gotta do that yeah well my card I like it for two reasons. One is that the card's fun, and the other is because Wizards of the Coast is trolling us. Have you uh -huh. seen the card Bad Deal? I have seen Bad Deal. It's a very bad deal. <laughs> it's a bad deal. Why would they do that to us? So the card in question, six mana in total, double black plus four more. It's a sorcery. You draw two cards, and each opponent discards two cards, and each player loses two life. So four mana to draw two cards and lose two life, but then all your opponents also discard cards. So I love the card because it really messes with everyone at once. And in multiplayer, you know, once again, when we get back to playing with um, in real life, I can't wait to uh, troll my, uh, my play group to have everyone discard two cards. Um, but the other reason, again, that I like it is, did you, does, does this art remind you of anything? Y yes and and no at the same time okay let me pull i this feel up. like i feel like this is supposed to be an iconic image but i i don't quite get it yes actually let me send it to you right here in the discord this is okay okay that's that is much more clever than i thought it was going to be so this is the Predator handshake meme about everyone that, uh, you know, player X, player Y, shaking hands, etc., coming from the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Predator. So as soon as I saw this, I was looking at this on my stream. I, I was uh, kind of going through cards with my stream. And when I saw this one right away, I said, hey, wait a minute, isn't this the Predator handshake meme image? And every, when everyone looked at it and compared it with the original Predator image, it's like, yes, it is. Wizards of the Coast is trolling us, just like how they put... Um, what was that one cat in Amon Ket that was that famous cat meme? Um, oh, the coming around the mountains when she comes cat, that cat? I think so, yeah. yeah. So I think they're slipping in some fun memes. It's into not that it. song, but, you know, just to mess with the people. <laughs> yes, I think they're putting some fun uh, memes into the art once in a while here and sticking in them on some, on some cards. So this is going to be my pick here because, yeah, it's six mana. But it draws you cards, but it messes with all your opponents. And obviously, like in, in, in standard and such, it might be a little slow. And only two cards out of that might not be amazing. But uh, I like this in a multiplayer game, definitely. And I like the evilness of it. And black has always been one of my favorite 
colors in magic, and uh, that's why this is Same. my first pick. Wonderful. I like it. And the flavor text. There are still places where a smile and a handshake are all you need to seal a deal. And the <laughs> hands are full of blood. Gross. <laughs> it looks like they're doing a really weird handshake, too. Like, I don't, I don't know about this, but okay. It's like that sort of like bro handshake, but they're just shaking <laughs> their hands. Very handshake, yeah. And I don't know who had like a hidden spike in their hand, but uh, yep, that's how you seal a deal. At least it's not spit. You know, they could have made it look really gross. <laughs> or something like uh, dripping green or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they each hawked a loogie into their hand before doing that. I'll do an altar of it. Don't worry. It'll be <laughs> arriving shortly. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be holding, uh, uh, like a succulent between their hands instead. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's like too twee. I, I'll, I'll make them hold, you know, like a corn dog or something uh, together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, then that'll make sense because that'll be the ketchup that's spilling. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, very nice. What's the next card on the agenda that you like? Well, I don't know if this is allowed, but I have a duo of cards. Sure. Um, uh, I mean, I, I figured you weren't going to be that mad at me, but I'll, I know the I'll owner try. of the podcast and he's pretty lenient. <laughs> he's pretty lenient. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about Teferi's tutelage and peer into the abyss. Hmm. Um, this is like obviously a horrific mill combo. So let's let's get into it. Let me like go back here so I don't mess up any card costs or anything and hmm. tell you what these things are. So Teferi's Tutelage is an enchantment. Um, they cost three with one blue. Um, and it says, When Teferi's Tutelage enters the battlefield, draw a card, then discard a card. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent mills two cards. So it's a two-for-one swap. So add that to Peer into the Abyss, which is a black sorcery. That says target player draws cards equal to half the number of cards in their library and loses half of their life. Round up each time. You can do damage equal to half of a library. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's an absolutely bonkers number of cards to mill. So whenever I draw a card, my opponent mills two. So I can mm -hmm. draw half of the cards in my library and make my opponent discard <laughs> or, or lose that much life. Yeah. So that's nasty. Um, so if you pair either of those with Underworld Dreams or yeah. Nixilis or mm -hmm. anything, um, yeah, it gets really nasty. I mean, and you can use Teferi's Tutelage with Timeless Wisdom and Song of Creation as mm -hmm. well. So yeah. there's a lot of gross combos going on there. But for the, the mill people, there's the mill combo you've been waiting for. And isn't it cool that this is the first time ever that they have keyworded the mill term? Yes, I, I was reading about that and like how they sort of decided that there just wasn't a word for what they wanted. Um, and so they just went with mill. And I, I think that that. We all know what they mean, so that was probably the best choice. 
Yeah, I've uh, seen on various articles and probably also on Mark Rosewater's podcasts and articles and such. I always that that comes up once in a while about why don't we keyword this action? And there's yeah. always that about well, what do we call it? You know, what word do we use in the that would make sense in the game, real world, etc. All the players call it mill because everyone, even if you didn't play back in the day, you know that millstone. You know millstone, yes. Yeah. So mills. And when I was listening actually to the uh, Goldfish podcast. A few days ago, they were they were talking about this, and they had said that even other card games apparently use the term mill, uh, but Magic is the one that doesn't use it. That's really strange. I need to listen to that. Like, I didn't know that other card games called it mill. I thought we called it milling because of millstone. Do we call it milling because of some other reason? No, no, no. He, I, 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 be- I believe it was Krim, and he was saying, yeah, in this other podcast... I mean, in this other card game, they call it Mill, but they know that it comes from Millstone of Magic, even though it's not even in their game. They just know that it comes from that. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Well, that's... That is incredibly cool. And I'm I'm also just... I'm glad that they're not calling it something else. And we would have to have this weird conversation of why didn't they just call it Mill? Yeah. So, good. Good on them. So I like this combo. I like this Demir combo. It's uh, that's another of my combinations. Either it's mono black or Demir or Arjav. Those are the colors mm-hmm. that I like to play. And so here, this is a nice combo that you've picked here with this, uh, with these two cards. So a little bit of card draw, a little bit of damage, milling, all that good stuff. I think it's going to be beautiful. I like it. Now, earlier when you said, I hope this is allowed, um, after you started talking, I should have said, no, it's not allowed because you had picked the card that I was going to pick. I was going to pick Peer into the Abyss. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Well, see, that just shows you how good it is. Like we're, we're thinking the same thing here. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be nasty. I love the art on that, um, on that Peer into the Abyss. It's one of those, I'm sure it's got a name where you like look into the thing and the thing inside of the thing is the thing inside of the thing. I don't know, is that a fractal, I guess? I was about to say fractal, but it's not a fractal. Or maybe a Mandelbrot? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. It's it's very interesting. I, I do like the art a lot. And it's yeah. by Izzy. Yeah, and then the flavor text. Oh, don't be so dramatic. When your eyes bleed and your brain leaks from your ears, then we'll talk about lost sanity. And that's a quote by Braids. Yuck. I like the colors in the card a lot. It's very, very muted. Like, if you look at, like, the tones, it only, like, ranges from a sort of medium purpley red to a medium to light blue. It's very, very muted and creepy looking. Mm. Very, very lovely. Lovely art. Yeah. Well, uh, let me pick my second choice in black, and my second choice is Massacre Worm. So this Yay! one's uh, being reprinted. This is a six mana, six five creature worm with some amazing art. It's got a lot of teeth and spines. And the additional text is when Massacre Worm enters the battlefield, creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. So goodbye, Lana War Elf. Goodbye, Paradise Druid. Goodbye. Uh, well, not our, not Arboreal Grazer, I guess, but all of those other mana dorks, <laughs> minus two to yep. everything. And then whenever a creature dies, uh, an opponent, whenever a creature an opponent dies, that player loses two life. So not only do you do a little board wipe of all those mana dorks, you also do some some life loss. And three black devotion. Come three on. Three black devotion, yeah. I mean, this is going to go in the black devotion deck. And if it's not, why not? It's a nice top end. It's a nice pseudo board wipe it's a six five and then devotion 
beautiful. So this is a I had heard of I had heard of it, but I had never played it because looking back, okay, Mirrodin Besieged was last time it was printed, and that was way back in twenty eleven. What's sad is I'm pretty sure I have one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, uh, I'm sure lovingly played, well played, maybe. It would be very, very well played. <laughs> yes. Very, very well played. I've I've won and lost a lot with this card. I it's one of my favorite cards. I wrote it down on my list of things to talk about. So <laughs> you stole one of mine. I stole <laughs> one of yours. But it's okay. I have others. Yeah. And this will also have one of the, uh, what's the official name? Borderless uh, full art cards. They've got so many weird names nowadays, but yeah. it's the one that's all full art, and that's an alternate art, different than the, than the inset art and the Mirrodin art. So, have you seen mm -hmm. that one? I have. Um, I, I really looked this one up so much because I think it's so beautiful. Um, I love the really like watercolory aspect of it. I think it's a gorgeous card. I'm so glad that they chose this one to do the borderless with. It reminds me so much of just like the creepy worms on like Dune or something like that. Like they did mm -hmm. just a gorgeous job. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know the artist of that one. Is it Kotaki? Let's see what else has Kotaki done. They did Autumn's Veil. Oh, they did the cat token in. Ikoria, they did Cub Warden. I love using Cub Warden in my Kahira deck. Unfortunately, I'm not a fan of that art. Uh, I like the comic book art of Cub Warden a little bit more than the regular art, but it looks like this artist I'm has done- I'm pretty sure that that person also did the OG Lily, didn't they? I don't know, is it, a, is it a guy or a lady or what pronouns do they use? I'm not sure, but from the little bit of Japanese classes that I've taken, often a name that ends in ko is a female name, and kai might be a male name. So not Interesting. sure, but uh, okay. that's well, usually... Cool. So like Atsuko, that's a female name, and Keiko, that's a female name and such. So just a little tip there, not always. Uh, there's exceptions, of course, but oftentimes in Japanese, an, an, a name ending in ko is a feminine name. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. I learned something today. <laughs> so looking at it here, yes, they did create one of the original Liliana arts back on the Liliana Vess uh, version of the of her Planeswalker card. Wow. That was a long time ago. Moving on. All right. <laughs> <coughs> Um, the other card yes. I wanted to talk about was Chromatic Orrery, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a really nice card uh, that you can pretty much make never-ending mana with, as far as I can tell. Um, it's an artifact. It costs seven, which is a lot, but that's okay. Um, and it says, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. It has tap add five colorless mana <laughs> and then pay five draw a card for each color among permanents you control so this is going to be great in your rainbow decks and stuff that you're just running everything um but mm -hmm. if you are playing something outside of standard maybe like if you're playing modern or legacy or commander or mm -hmm. vintage even who knows Mm -hmm. You can pair it with things like filigree sages, 
um, which allow you to untap a target artifact. So pretty much any untapping of a target artifact is just going to allow you to untap forever and make endless amounts of mana. Uh -huh. um, I don't I don't know that they want you to do that. They probably don't want you to do that on Arena, but there are cards where you can untap target artifacts. There's a little blue card whenever he comes in, he boops your artifact. <laughs> Um, We've got Voltaic Servant in Historic. It automatically untaps. Servant. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's um, another. There's another key currently in Historic. Something. Something key. What is it? Oh, here it goes. Manifold key. Uh, yeah. Pay, pay one, key. tap, and untap an artifact. So even if you're getting that five mana out of it and you pay one for the manifold you still you know it's not the infinite mana sort of thing but it is uh, a little bit more of that uh, untappage that we like yes um or maybe not infinite mana but yeah. way more than you need for a turn so yeah. i'm i'm probably gonna mess with that some uh, i don't know about you but that seems good um filigree sages is from shards of alara so like I'm mm -hmm. nothing nothing new but yeah. but that's okay um yeah that seems like fun um cool. the only other card that i like really wanted to talk about was the commander card azusa lost but seeking oh sure um i just wanted to talk about the artist actually winona nelson mm -hmm. um she did the card or arlen she did art for arlen she did the art for yasova dragonclaw if you remember that card um but she's a fantastic, amazing artist. And Azusa, if you look at the card itself, are you looking at it? Are you staring yes. at how beautiful it is? Mm -hmm. um, this is like a monk card, right? So yeah. monks are, are not a thing outside of, um, or in standard at all. So this is like commander world. Um, sure. But we have, we, we get a, a, a lady monk. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so that's like a subtle thing. There, there. Uh, I guess most monks are male throughout uh, through magic. Is, yeah. that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have we have a green lady monk, and I I was very excited about it. There aren't very many monks overall, um, yeah. but we have a green lady monk now, and you know that's just great. So you know, if you want to play Winona Nelson Tribal, I I will support <laughs> you in any way that I can because I think that we should all be doing that. Yeah, I'm looking at her art. There is a lot of great art that she's put out through years. Ooh, Captivating Crew. She did Whip Captivating Crew. I love that card. You know, you convince your yeah. opponent's creatures to join your side. Yes. Chittering she's... Witch in Eldraine as well. That one's amazing. A lot of her work is, uh, in my opinion, sort of under-recognized, so I'm glad that we can talk about her for a minute. Mm -hmm. She's done a whole lot of beautiful cards. She did the Avacyn Guardian Angel card that everyone loved from M15. Um, she did the bird token that it's like synonymous with yeah. powerful bird decks. Um, <laughs> Speaking of birds, she... I see favorable wings, and that's beautiful. You've got these uh, like bird horses. Yeah, blue enchantment from maybe like Avacyn Restored or something. Creatures you control with flying get plus one enchantment. Yeah, so that's her art as well. Beautiful art. So that's... She's she's who I wanted to talk about. <laughs> there you go. Um, but she's done a whole lot of a whole whole lot of magic cards. 
Um, but we don't really talk about her, and I don't really know why, because her work is amazing. Mm -hmm. She did Regal Bloodlord. She's done mm. like all of these cards that are like you you would know them if you saw them. Sky Marcher Aspirant. You know yeah. what that card looks like? Everyone exactly. knows what that card looks like. Squire's Devotion. Can you see it in your head? All yeah. of her people are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So as as long as uh as long as she's around, there's there's hope for the rest of the world. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of the enjoyment of magic is not just the gameplay and all of that, but even these little works of art that you have in your hand when when you can hold them or when you zoom in on them in um, in digital formats. So when you have this beautiful green toned art with like a very serene expression and everything, I I, I like that other aspect of magic as well. Me too. I think it's important. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Um, let's see my my next one. Um, uh, okay, so this one is um, I'm gonna choose the um, what's the official name of this? The what's the official name? The Chandra Exclusive Mountain. Have you seen that one? Oh, um, I, it's just the, an altar of a mountain, right? Am I missing something? Am I blind? It's, Is there Chandra in it? No, but it's, um, I sent it to you there on the Discord, but all of the okay, Planeswalkers, all of the Planeswalkers are going to have their own custom treatments for their lands. And so hmm. Chandra's um, mountain, I think, looks pretty amazing. I don't play a lot of red, but this one stood out to me, and I love that it's got, like, the flame kind of, like, burning up at the bottom, and... The mountain itself is kind of interesting, and I just love the new treatment of the border. So that's the one I'm picking here. I like that the symbol and everything looks like it's on fire. I think that's really interesting. I am staring at this card as a geologist, and I want to know <laughs> what is going on in this scene. Like, what are these rocks? I have to know. It's a beautiful card. I love it. Jonas De Rowe. Interesting. Yeah, so I can't. I, they haven't revealed the um, Liliana land yet, I believe, but they have revealed the Teferi land, the Teferi island, and that one looks nice. And I'm sure the Liliana swamp will look nice. And then we'll have Basri's plains. So, uh, general thoughts on the brand new planeswalker Basri? I actually just read about him before talking to you because I was like, maybe they're, maybe I'm gonna have to talk about this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I did not know anything about him. As far as I can tell, he's a brand new guy. Um, he's yeah. from Amonkhet. He's like found in swirling sands as far as the art mm. is concerned. Yeah. I don't really know very much about him other than that he's in six or seven cards. I read a little bit about the description that they published on the mothership about him. And basically what happened was he was one of the last ones that had finished Oketra's trial and as mm -hmm. soon as he finished the trial his spark ignited and he went off to some other plane and he hung out in some other planes and when he came back he came back after the hour of devastation so he came back to Amonkhet after Nicol Bolas wrecked it all so mm -hmm. he uh, is trying to help rebuild his plane with his knowledge that he's gained from planeswalking and still bringing 
you know, even though all the gods are dead and Nicobolus lied to everyone and all of that, he's still trying to bring back Oketra's teachings and about solidarity and unity and so forth. And he's the new white planeswalker of magic. Interesting. Um, he does seem cool. I like the use of a character who maybe wasn't there coming back. I think that's a neat sort of plot point. Diagrammatically, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. thinking about it from like an English perspective of like a writing perspective, like having him not be there for the fall of his uh, plane. He's uh, he's coming, entering. Coming he's entering N media res. Mm -hmm. So only three mana for him and three loyalty, and he does stuff with creatures and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I like his art. He's got that swirling vortex of sand, and he looks pretty cool, and his arrow, uh, from what I read, that arrow was also Oketra's arrow, so he keeps a keepsake of, of, of his Of course, God. the divine arrow. We have, there it is. Yeah. It so. is divine. We know now. Interesting. Um, can I ask you, how do you feel about the Teferi arts? There's a lot of them. I saw someone's tweet that did the math that I believe that there were like literally 40 different Teferi cards because there are the four different art styles plus the full art plus the extended plus the foil plus the blah 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 and that all adds up um, you know you know eight factorial or whatever to 41 different cards. Uh, so wow. what do I like? Um, I don't like the ones that just kind of show his energy moving a little bit. I don't think it's impressive enough for them to be four versions of that. I would have loved to have seen it that like the background is changing. Like if he's supposed to be like a time master, I would have loved to see like trees growing behind them and buildings crumbling through time. I don't like the version where just like his energy is different. But the other arts are, are pretty, pretty nice. I like the... Um, the like the throwback to the classic you know fourth edition um uh border uh so it's kind of kind of yes and no on some things um what about yourself well as an artist i feel like it's incredibly lazy to change <laughs> one color on photoshop and tell people it's an alt art um <laughs> sorry but that's that, that's the equivalent of doing about a an hour of work like come on <laughs> come on that is not an alternate art to change like the degree of a color by that much they're not different enough for it to be yeah. different um i i thought it was kind of weird that they chose to do so many like why i know it's like why? what is, what is this why? fallen empires yeah like why do we need so many it just seems like maybe one alt art of Teferi phasing would have been cool. I love the idea of him phasing through time, by the way. That sounds amazing. Or like if in the background, if the different Teferis, he was just in different planes. I would yeah. love that. That would be so neat. And like, what a cool way to like tie him into other stories later down the line. But yeah, I thought that the uh, sort of Snapchat filter of... <laughs> swirly colors really didn't do it for me as an art person and i i don't know to me it was just very lazy but you know what what do i know about art i definitely yeah. don't know anything about it so whatever yeah. it's fine 
I don't know where I saw it revealed, but I thought, is this is this a typo or did they copy and paste the same art more than once? Because I don't see any difference. And if you look at the first one and the last one, okay, there's kind of a difference. But then you look at the first one and the second one and I don't see anything except maybe some yellow more in the background. But then then I, I think that the change is supposed to be that subtle, like we're supposed to see him phasing through time only by purchasing each iteration of the phasing <laughs> Snapchat filter. But I am a person who doesn't do that. So um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of at a loss here on this one. But you know what? I like Teferi. I think new Teferi versus old Teferi is very much the Spider-Man pointing at himself meme. But, <laughs> but that's okay. And, you know, we're, we're going to get 40 more Teferis. So. Yeah. We have a lot of Teferis to look forward to. I bet what you could do is when you get one of each of these, you put them all together, so the physical cards, and then you flip them like a flip book, and then you'll see it animated in him phasing. Ooh, that would be really cool! Or if they were the double-sided cards, like they used to have. Yeah. Um, that would be really neat. You turn Teferi over and he's like phasing, but it's also the back of his body, so that would yeah. be really neat. Why don't they do that? Yeah. Wizards, dear wizards, we have so many good ideas for art. Please hire us both. <laughs> so I guess we picked a lot of great cards. Any uh, final thoughts on any cards or anything else? Uh, Corset twenty one, Corset twenty twenty one related. <sighs> no, but the first person to send me a Winona Nelson tribal deck, mm. I'll send them a altar or something i don't know i gotta come up with a prize because i really want to see it i yeah. think it could work i think so i think there's enough cards in there that's always the thing about doing something tribal is there enough support and like for me i like to do extreme tribal in that everything's got to be the thing if i do a cat yeah. deck everything's got to be cats even though yes okay you know uh uh, it has a cat on it. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, or even like it's a good card, you know. Banishing Light is a good card, but yeah, there's no cat on it, so it's not a good card. <laughs> it's but, not a good uh, card for me right now. Exactly. So saying that, speaking of tribal, um, we're we're all all hounds are now dogs. Thoughts on that? Yes, I love it. I'm so excited. I watched all. Of Gavin, very bearded Voorhees, um, tweet <laughs> video that he had all, about all the dogs. Um, I'm I'm really excited about that. I am a dog lover and a cat lover, so I am going to be playing a lot of dog and cat tribal. But dog tribal? That's going to be so much fun. And I'm not sad that they retconned it or like errated it to be yeah. dogs. They were always dogs. Yeah. Hound was a lie. They were never <laughs> hounds. Yeah. When I got back into magic and one of the first decks that I was building was a cat deck. I was using Gatherer to search for cats to make a deck. And then I said, well, just for fun, let me check dogs. And I searched for dog and it said zero results. And I'm zero, like, what? yeah. So not but, true. Yeah. I think it's also just confusing because like a hound is a very specific type of dog. Yeah. Like, why not just go with dog from the get go? But mm -hmm. I don't know anything. So then speaking of cats and dogs, Rin and Seri inseparable. That one's going to make a lot of people happy with a dog and cat commander card. I do like that card a lot. I think it's very, very cute. Um, I probably will play it, but I have no idea really what to like build around with it. So mm -hmm. we'll see. But 
I like that it's synergistic with itself in terms of it cares about dogs and it cares about cats and each one does its own thing. So mm -hmm. just get a massive like bunch of critters out there and it'll do its thing. And when you'll be able to, you know, one shot them with the ability uh, three tap and it does damage to any target equal to the number of dogs you control and then you gain life. So as long as you've got lots of ha uh, lots of dogs and cats, you might uh, pull it off. I mean, dogs, cats, and then my man Vito. Done. Yes. <laughs> and then you've got the uh, you've got the new you've got the chromatic orrery in there, and then it'll it'll all work out. Perfect. And scene. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that sounds great. I'll probably play that. Sounds jankadoodle. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. I do feel the release uh, schedule. Um, on the one hand, uh, paper. Paper Ikoria got pushed back a month, but we got to play it pretty early. And if you were in the uh, in the early access streamer event, you got even mm -hmm. earlier. So I feel yep. that we've gotten plenty of Ikoria, although it still almost then feels like. But I've just barely put my got my hands on it, and now we've got a new set to worry about. And that's kind of how I I usually feel whenever a new set comes out. <laughs> um, I usually at that point I'm sort of just getting to what I think of as like the peak jankiest combo that is available with these <laughs> cards and then you know i sort of get another burrito on after that like there's just just too much i don't need this many but here we are it's okay mm -hmm. what did you feel about at the very beginning of the year we were kind of like previewed at least the names of all of the cards of all of the sets that are coming this year very early on we knew that there was a new set called we knew that there was theros coming back a new set called ikoria a, a core set and then zendikar what did you think about kind of knowing it that far in advance um i mean i i don't mind it helps me out because i can sort of reorganize which bits of my collection are going to come back in a rotation that's easy that's nice um <laughs> i'm excited about going back to Zendikar, that's going to be great. Um, but I, it doesn't bother me that we know. Are people complaining that we know things too soon? That it's not a surprise? I, I don't know. I w love the mystery of things a little bit more, and that's not a huge complaint, but I... I was one of the people that was sort of like, ah, it, it was just the name, like, yeah, we're returning to Zendikar. But it's not a big deal that much but i kind of felt like ah, it spoils the name i would have loved to have known about it you know one or two months beforehand and wow something to get excited for we kind of feel like they told us a year ago well six months ago and people are going to forget but it's sort of like well the whole roadmap is out there even though yeah. it's, even though it's not because they haven't told us anything about the cars and who's coming back <laughs> but i just felt like knowing that we're already returning where they're going yeah yeah and i kind of like the mystery i would love i know it's not feasible anymore but i would have just loved for them to be complete radio silence like no spoilers and like here's a new set you know because i i read back and i remember back like mirage no one knew what mirage was in 1996 until you showed up to play it no one knew yeah. any of the cards and That's I would love true. that too, but it's like we don't live in that world anymore. We don't know. Like the internet is here. Like we, there's no hiding anymore. Like even the cards that they don't want released are already out, and that's frustrating. But yeah, what are you? What are you gonna do? I don't know. And then somehow a booster pack ends up in a Walgreens in Minnesota or something, and it still gets yeah. 
Yeah. And it's just like outrageous ways like that. Exactly like that. You're like, oh, this isn't is supposed to be released for a week, but here it is at 7-Eleven for <laughs> some reason. Like, like, who is buying these at 7-Eleven? Question mark. But, yeah. but here we are. It's mm. so weird. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I always kind of get upset at people for posting them. Yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? But, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's how I am in my mind. Oh, same here. I, I I like some of the mystery of it all, and like you know, let it get revealed officially, and we can all talk about it. And you know, do we really need to jump uh jump on a, on some news or unsubstantiated news or trade secrets or whatever? Right? I think. Let's oh, see. and my favorite are the the very badly translated ones. I still remember <laughs> everyone freaking out about how overpowered a card was, and it turns out that like whoever had made up the translation just totally beefed it <laughs> people were really excited about a really op card that was like hmm. nothing <laughs> well scryfall they kind of do something funny when they don't know the name of the card do you ever notice that they kind of give it a fun name within the url no i didn't know that what do they do so when theros was still being spoiled there was that one blue card that had like a bunch of like weird little creatures with mouths and a lot of like stuff flying around uh-huh. um and no one knew the name of it because i think it was in italian or something and the flavor in the url uh scryfall simply called it you know like card 728 nom 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 <laughs> that is no i had no idea that they did that i now i feel like i need to check the urls i don't think i've ever even looked up there to like to confirm here it is like this if you go to the current m21 spoiler page there's a few cards in korean if you scroll down to one that looks like some sort of hydra they have Mm -hmm. it they have it on the url surprise growth spurt and there's another one next to it dire fleet smashy boy dire fleet smashy boy because it's Arakdos Colors, which I guess is the Dire Fleet, and they don't have a Korean translation at the moment, so that's what they called it. Wow. So I don't know how I realized that. <laughs> dire Fleet Smashy Boy. He looks like a pirate. Looks yeah. like a pirate to me. I think that's that one goblin back there. What was his name? There was that one goblin in the world of Ixalan in the flavor oh. text. Little monkey guy. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, what is his name? He's the monkey goblin. He comes out. He's a one-one. He's red. He's what is his name? Um, I've played with him so many times. This is horrifying <laughs> to me. Pirate monkey. Who is he? <laughs> Pirates. I'm typing it in right now. Pirate monkey. MTG. Show me this guy firebrand fanatical firebrand that's him yeah i guess he made it he made it out he's there he's still a pirate yeah so this is another example of that we're getting a little bit of ixalan throwback because yeah if if it's these colors which is rectos colors but in ixalan that was the dire fleet that was the uh that was that pirate fleet the dire fleet and mm-hmm. um, it looks, and then we're getting Vito also from Ixalan. So I'm sure there's a few others here and there that are that are Ixalan we're, throwbacks. We're trickling back in. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Well, lots of new cards to still be revealed, and new fun things to 
think about crafting with uh, either seriously or not. And so I think we've... Um, Can we get solemn Sim? Like, yeah. yay, that's fun. He's not in standard yet, but he, he will be. So we get two arts of solemn. I hear people call it simulacrum, which is the way I always knew it, but I hear also people call it simulacrum and simulacrum and like so many pronunciations. It's all good. But uh, sad robot is what people also call it, even though if if you've never played magic and you start calling either of these arts sad robots, I don't see anything sad about them. Uh, Yeah, he he, at at worst, I would say he looks apathetic. An (laughs) apathetic robot is just any robot. (laughs) Yeah. He was not programmed for sadness. No. I, I think in, in other arts, though, he has looked kind of sad. Yes, exactly. Um, I think in the, in the Kaladesh Inventions one, he yes. really sad. Yeah, the Kaladesh one. Mm-hmm. All right, great. So we've uh, picked some good cards, and I think those will uh, trickle into various decks. So uh, final thoughts as we as we wrap up the podcast. I think we've covered a lot of cards. Um, these were a lot of the cards that I, I was really excited about, obviously with Vito and Teferi's Tutelage and Pure into the Abyss, we've come up with some mm-hmm. some silliness that I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with as fellow blue-black players. Yes. Our silliness, however, will not top Wizards puns with new cards such as Chandra's Magmut. Oh no, what does it say? Well, it's just the name of it, Magmut. Like, it's a magma mutt. Yeah, Chandra's Magmut. That is literally the name of the card. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay, let me go find that one, because I haven't seen it. It's in one of these cool new uh, Chandra's. it's one of the flamey border ones. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's just missing flavor text, but... uh, there is some also some fun pun flavor text, such as Bolt Hound. Its spark is worse than its bite. That's cute. I like the Bolt Hound art a lot. I think it's very cute. Yeah, I like that. Like trails of red energy from the eyes and like the flaming legs and tail. And it's like a little greyhound and such. Yep, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of great art. A lot of, a lot of stuff for people to play hardcore on the ladder to make some brawl decks to make historic decks to make commander decks etc a lot of amazing cards so thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking magic with me do you want to promote any uh, any stuff again um just find me on twitter at doodles devs on you can join our discord and Doodletopia. we all hang out um we do play other games other, other than magic. I know it's hard to believe, um, but there's, you know, a room in there for everybody. So if, if uh, anybody listens to this and they want to hang out, uh, just, you know, hit me up. <laughs> I'm sure I heard it before, but hearing it again made me made me laugh inside that, that you call it doodletopia. That's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I call everyone on my own. Um, I call them the VMC crew. The VMC crew. I like it. Well, the pronunciation's weird because I am borrowing the C from VMC, but also the C for crew. So you just have to see it. It's VM crew, but crew. I say it VMC crew. You know, I'm borrowing the C twice. It's cute. It's it works. <laughs> I don't I don't have a a good name for mine other than Doodletopia. So we just <laughs> we just went for Doodletopia. And that's that's fine. It's like our own Neopets. It's yeah. great. <laughs> 
that works. As for myself, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and all that good stuff. Just search for VM Campos. I'm on Patreon. People can follow for free on Patreon to be alerted to everything that I do. At the $1 tier, you'll unlock exclusive stuff. And at the $2 tier, I will mail people vintage magic cards from my collection. But no, not a Black Lotus. So those are the various uh, tiers of my Patreon and where you can find me online. So, Dev, one more time, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena. <laughs>